Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big, the handsome one that stands right in the middle. That's me. And you're listening to Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. We roll tonight to the guitar fight, and for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! We rock! You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Thanks once again for taking the time to hang out with me here on the Music Mania Podcast. We always appreciate it. We are launching into the spring and summer months, and while it might feel just a little bit different than years past, we are forging ahead. The interviews are coming fast and furious here on the podcast, and today it is no different. A show too big for just one guest, as we're going to be welcoming Heat drummer Don Crash, as well as Brandon Cook from the band The Loyal Order. Heat have quickly become one of my favorite uh, newer bands. The band was formed in 2007. Uh, they feature singer Eric Gronwall, who was known for winning Swedish Idol uh, back in about 2010. For those unfamiliar, Heat are a band from Sweden that absolutely embodies the sound of 80s melodic hard rock and their new album, Heat 2. Throw away the record books. This is the album of the year. There is no question about it. Fans of melodic hard rock, you're in for a treat. Heat 2 is an album that just doesn't politely knock on your door. Rather, it sees the band roll up in a 49-ton bulldozer, run over your lawn, crash through the door, and bulldoze right through your house and onto the other side. This is a no-holds-barred, take-no-prisoners, earth-shattering slice of classic melodic hard rock where every single element is simply perfect and every element helps make the other aspects of the album sound even better. The album production is outstanding. We're going to be talking to Don Crash about the band's journey, about hiring Eric Gronwall back uh, in 2012, and how that changed the course for the band. Of course, we've had on bands like Crazy Licks on the show before, which, by the way, their album in 2019, which is Forever Wild, was my album of the year in 2019. And already in 2020, I've got my album of the year. It is Heat 2. It is an absolute, as the review from Melodic Rock stated, a slice of melodic hard rock heaven. They were on the Monsters of Rock cruise just before the pandemic so we're going to be talking with Don about that how they were affected and how things going forward how it's kind of halted their momentum so to speak hopefully they're able to get that back we're also going to be talking to Brandon Cook the guitarist from the band The Loyal Order he's also the guitarist in um, 80s hard rock band Black and Blue with Jamie St. James we'll talk a little bit about that but The Loyal Order is a band that's on David Ellison's label the EMP label group we're going to be talking to him about their single Ready for Dead which is get tremendous and it's getting a lot of um, notoriety on the um, hard rock charts right now so who guess I can't wait to get into it with Brandon Cook. Definitely Don Crash. He joins us all the way from Sweden via Skype. So let's, without further ado, because what else is there to talk about? I'm not going to any concerts. I'm not covering any shows. This show is all about the interviews, especially right now. So let's go ahead and take you to our first interview this week, which is with Heat drummer Don Crash. What's been up? How are, how are things going in Sweden? What's, what's it like over there right now? 
uh, well, right now in Sweden, uh, the the weird thing is that Sweden is kind of like normal, actually. But all re the rest of Europe is all un under lockdown. Well, that's good. The Scandinavia at least is unscathed, and I'm, I actually have a trip to Iceland planned this summer. So if you could keep that part of the country, you know, keep it safe and okay, that'd be great. Because uh, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to get out there this summer. So hopefully, hopefully things continue uh, continue to be okay there, man. I know it's a I know it's a tough time. You guys had a bunch of shows this summer and a lot going on for the band. So I know that's a that's an unfortunate part of it for sure. Yeah, all bands. All tours yeah. are canceled or postponed, but man, that Iceland trip! Ooh, fingers crossed, man. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll hope for that. Um, so you guys, uh, right before all this happened, uh, Heat plays the uh, Monsters of Rock cruise, which is huge. How much fun was that? And you know, it's funny because that was kind of the last big thing that kind of happened before all this happened. Um, and how important do you think that was for you guys as far as kind of a doorway? maybe to for future, you know, full scale tours of America, since, you know, it was kind of an American cruise, a lot of people from all around the world, but, you know, maybe a, a good doorway to the, an American audience. Yeah, sure. You're, uh, you're totally right about both uh, things. I mean, we were really, really lucky. I mean, everybody on board were, were lucky to be able to go there at all. I mean, that must been, have been one of the last cruises to happen uh because of the corona i it, corona was just starting to take over the world when we went there but we went there we had a good time we had a blast that was amazing uh and we got back safely and that that was it but we i guess we were kind of lucky to, to go there at all uh but uh as you say yeah sure uh it's a big doorway to the american audience because uh you know, America, it's uh, far from home, home. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so many bands wound up singing your praises kind of after this performance. I know uh, our good friend Lorraine from Vixen, the singer from Vixen said that you guys were the, the best band on the cruise. And a lot of bands came out and just oh. said, wow, this band heat is amazing. And uh, Lorraine told us personally, she goes that, that they were the band of the cruise. And you had Eric jumping in the pool you had just this great performance on the deck, man. It was just uh, it was just one of those magic things. And uh, hopefully for you guys, that helps catapult you to future success, man, because these other bands sing those good things about you. That's that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm glad to hear that. And I've heard uh, other people say good things as well. But I don't know. We just uh, we, we just had a good time. We just do what we love and what we well, we always done kind of, but as we're touching on it, it's a new new market for us. We've played only a few shows in America, a couple of festivals, uh, but this is uh, hopefully a, a good gateway to more America tours in the future. Well, well, I think so, Don, because I'll tell you this: uh, we don't usually give out Album of the Year awards um, this early in the year. But I'm telling you what, close it up, it's over. Uh, Heat 2 is the hard rock album of the year, and it, I don't think it'll be contested or close. Man, this album has gotten rave reviews everywhere. It's only been out a few months. What's the reception been like from it? Because so many <laughs> so many outlets, including ours, including Melodic Rock and so many more, have praised this album as a 10 out of a 10, 100% classic album. Heat 2 is sweeping the nation, my friend. This has got to be a great feeling for you guys. 
Yeah, really. Uh, it's it's fantastic, and that, and I'm glad to hear that we're uh, a strong contender for album of the year. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, let's uh, fingers crossed that we make it. Uh, but um, also, uh, this this got ten virus, man. Uh, we released a killer album, and now we can't tour at all. Right. So we released it in February, and we were supposed to be going a next week. We were supposed to go on a European tour for a month, new city each day, and we already uh, canceled, well, postponed uh, a Japan tour, and it's just everything's getting moved further and further. It, yeah. And I saw Mike Portnoy, uh, you know the the drummer, you know him, right? Extreme yeah, from Dream Theater. Theater. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. sure. He posted something on Instagram that uh, some health expert said that we can't expect any concerts until late 2021. Yeah, I, I saw that. I don't know if it's true, but you know, man, weird times to play in a band. I I know, and I can't. I saw that too, and you know. As someone that that's what I do, I cover concerts. I'm on the road, especially during the summertime. I'm on the road all the all over the country covering shows, doing interviews. And when that comes to an end, you know, bands, everybody gets, you know, feels the backlash of this. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I, you know, I just, I don't see that being the, the thing. I mean, you may be talking about, okay, like Motley Cruz, Def Leppard Stadium Tour. That's going to be something maybe you can't put 40,000 people in a place, but I think that on a small scale touring, Surely we'll come back. And I just hate that for bands like Heat. But, but you know, good friends of ours, uh, Crazy Licks, great friends mm -hmm. of ours. Uh, they were our album of the year last year with Forever Wild. So, you All know, right, cool. the, the, right both on. bands from Sweden. I love both of you guys. And it's just like bands like you guys need that jolt. A band like Kiss, uh, they, their tour dates get, you know, postponed, not a big deal. But for you guys, man, you need to be out on the road. That's the hard part of this, isn't it? It really is. Uh, but I've been trying to kind of explore the the possibilities of the internet and technology. So I've done a couple of live streams uh, with me uh, and my drum kit. Well, uh, not my real acoustic uh, drum kit, but uh, with me and a digital drum kit and a microphone doing some live streams and uh, uh, fans join there and they can chat with me and I can reply through the microphone and I play songs that they request and I played all, all singles from the new album Heat 2. I've played on my uh, YouTube channel, Dawn Crash, and I keep posting videos to keep keep the fans uh, entertained, kind of. Oh, yeah, th th that's tremendous. And it's funny, we actually had a, a question from uh, the Facebook page from Travis Smith, who wanted to know kind of what you're up to during quarantine and if you guys will consider doing an online show together. Obviously, you're uh, you're doing some streams, which is amazing, and that's great. I want everyone to follow your YouTube channel there, Don Crash. But have you guys thought about doing kind of anything together, like a a, a Zoom type thing? I know this is all kind of new technology for people, but any chance that happens? And uh, of course, uh, that's those kind of things, uh, or playing an, an entire show online uh, with a band. Uh, those kind of things are awesome. But I think right now that. This virus just took the took the spirit out of us, kind of. And also, we have kind of a baby boom in the band right now. So everyone's just kind of trying to see this as an opportunity to spend time with their families and take some time off, you know. 
because yeah, uh, yeah, the tours are canceled anyway, so we are we're just chilling out, catching our breath, uh, and uh, making plans for the future. But so I think I'm the only one that's kind of active, um, well, in exploring those online kind of uh, things. And yeah, so you mean no babies for you? You're the only one that's uh, managed to stay kid free here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I managed so far. Let's yeah, see me too. Goes. I'm 36. I've managed for 36 years. It's uh, it's it's been great. Um, but yeah, I heard Eric has uh, his has had a child. So I didn't know. I did someone else. Was there another? another little heat baby born during this time yeah jimmy okay awesome jimmy a bass player uh awesome. jimmy j he got a baby well, and uh <laughs> and uh, jonah t has a baby it's almost wow. two years now but uh, well you're gonna have uh, to play catch up uh somewhere down the road here um uh the the, the production for this album uh don i'll tell you the production is through the roof. The sound is so huge. Everything comes through as just this giant hard rock, melodic AOR piece of just heaven. You guys kind of went a different direction with the production of this album and you kind of kept it in-house. Talk about that and kind of the production of this album. I mean, this is one of the best produced albums I've heard in a long time. So you're, you've done something right here. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Wow. So kind words. Of course, but, uh, <laughs> but um, I I don't know really. Uh, we just try to not make it too complicated this time. Um, we have uh, Dave Delone and uh, Jonah T. Uh, they produced this album, but it, it and they did a great job as well. They wrote most of the songs, uh, but it really felt kind of that we just were just a band. Uh, before, when we had external producers, it was like the band and the producer. But now it just felt like the band, like we, like we normally rehearse or record songs or play songs or whatever, just uh, chilling out, doing what we do, what we love, and uh, that's how you make a killer album. <laughs> it, it is truly fantastic. I mean, um, you talk about the videos you guys have released. I think you've done one for "Come Clean," for uh, a lyric video for "Rise," and. Um, Dangerous Ground. I think those are the three videos you've done so far. Sure. All yes. tremendous. What, what, uh, you know, kind of talk, take us through that process of kind of getting those singles out the way you have, because normally for albums prior, you would only have maybe one single or two, and you guys are kind of rolling them out here. Uh, is it just kind of a matter of trying to get the most songs out there and get kind of videos out so people can, can consume it that way? I suppose that it's, that was probably a call of their record company basically i think yeah. so yeah just 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 uh, to have more singles than previously uh, and and more videos they're tremendous um do you have kind of a favorite song so far because mine mine is kind of switched around i think it started off maybe with um heaven must have won an angel but right now it's adrenaline like i don't know i just went skydiving like not that long ago and i was like i'm gonna I got video of it. I was like, I'm going to use that song. I'm going to license it properly. Of course, I'm going to use that song. Like for the video adrenaline right now, Don, my favorite song on the album. What's uh, what say you? Well, yeah. Adrenaline is a great choice. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool song uh, and cool that you do uh, skydiving. Absolutely. I'd love to do that sometime. Oh, hell yeah. Adrenaline's awesome. But you, I mean, I think a song like rise actually is important right now because as I hear it more and more, I'm like, 
you know, the lyrics, uh, no one can make us hide away. That kind of ha- that's kind of had some foresight there. You guys kind of predicted the future a little bit with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, yeah, Rise is a really cool song, too. But I'd say kind of I'd say victory because victory is yep. is a song that it's it stands out a little bit uh, towards the other songs. So I'd say for me, uh, victory is uh, probably my favorite right now, but it it kind of changes. And I really look forward to play Victory and all songs live. But, you know, back to this goddamn virus. <laughs> no, that's why you, whenever you guys come back, you got to open with Victory because we will have uh, achieved victory over the damn virus. Um, yeah. Don, you've been a part of this from the beginning. I mean, th- th- you go back to 2007. I mean, the inception yeah, sure. of Heat. Just kind of talk about your guys' journey because um, Eric Gronwall didn't join the band until 2010, but... Talk about kind of your journey forming the band and then Eric joins in 2010 and kind of what uh, an injection of life he's been for you guys. Obviously, just a tremendous singer. I remember seeing him on YouTube covering like Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden and he was like 20 years old. And I'm like, that guy's amazing. Fast forward a few years down the road, he's a singer in Heat. It all worked out great, didn't it? It really did. Um, And uh, yeah, we had another guy uh, before Eric called Kenny Lecromo. Yep. Uh, he was also a praised singer, but I don't know. Something happened. I I don't really know why, because uh, he felt when Kenny was in the band singing, he felt like a natural part of the band, like we were going to be together forever. Uh, but then he left the band. He kind of f- faded out, faded away. Uh, things were starting to move for this band. Um, we were releasing, uh, our first album was, it was praised and we were starting to tour and, and then in 2010, like three, three years after we started the band, he kind of, I don't know, it, something happened (laughs) and it It didn't work out. Yeah. And it didn't work out kind of, uh, and then we were like clueless. We were like, so what do we do now? <laughs> How do we find a singer like Kenny? How's that supposed to work? Can anybody sing like Kenny? And then we saw, just like you, we saw this uh, this blonde little fella on YouTube <laughs> singing his ass off, his lungs out. And we were like, whoa, that would be such a great fit. So I... Uh, I, in a sneaky way, I reached out to him, not just dropping the question, but I was like, hmm, we, our singer can't make it to one of our shows. We need a stand-in. Would you be interested for that? And uh, he didn't have time, but I was like, can I send you some CDs? And he was like, oh, okay, sure. So I sent some <laughs> CDs and they dropped in his uh, mailbox and... Uh, he started to hear a rumor around town that he Heat was looking for a singer, and he didn't know Heat before. Uh, before we started to, you know, uh, take our devilish plan into action, <laughs> and, and he has told me afterwards that he went to smooth. It was just he, it, it just happened. He just like Kenny faded out of the band. Eric just faded into the band, kind of. Uh, and uh, yeah. and yeah, then we released Address the Nation uh, in 2012, I think, which is Heat's third album and the first one with uh, Eric as a singer. And that was also the first time we had 
uh, Tobias Lindell uh, as a producer and a mixer. Uh, Tobias really gave us a killer sound that that we have had on all albums uh, since since the third one. So the first two albums sound they sound really different. Uh, they were mixed by a guy called Michael Blum, and they sound like uber retro, kind of like 1982. Yeah. Yeah, or something exactly. like that, yeah, but I would agree. not in a, yeah. a a powerful way, but in a kind of like a real retro vintage way. And then comes the destination, like boom, with this modern sound and heavy sound, big sound. And that's and I I think this latest album, he too reminds a lot of the destination and probably tearing down the walls sound as well. Yeah, that's very accurate. I would say that because Into the Great Unknown, whereas I think it had some really good strong songs on it, Heat 2 is is more of a progression. Do you feel like that Heat 2 is sort of the album that you guys have been working towards your whole careers? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. But I, I also think that kind of if you like Heat 2, there's probably going to come another album that you're going to like as much because we're not going to stop. Right. Absolutely. Um, and and uh, that uh, that's tremendous to hear, of course. Uh, this the band, you guys, have, uh, it's amazing that you've been around for for as long as you have. And what what is it about the country of Sweden? And I know you get asked this a lot, um, but personally, you know, we've interviewed members of Crazy Licks, Hardcore Superstar. These are all so tr there's tremendous bands that come from Sweden. And I'll tell you, the rock climate in America hasn't been great for quite a while, but so many of you type your type of bands that kind of harken back to a more melodic hard rock sound we don't have that in america what's going on in sweden that has inspired all of these bands well i'd say i think there's there's probably well you're talking about you're are you talking about the number of bands or kind of the genre you both like the number of bands and the the, the genre i mean i know at one point it was called what the uh the New wave of Swedish sleaze, whatever you want to categorize it, but that all these bands kind of cut from the same cloth from that that kind of a AOR melodic hard rock sound. Whereas in America, it's it's just kind of a, a hodgepodge. You don't get a, a lot of that, even though uh, the American hard rock in the '80s was thriving and kind of had that same sound. But now in Sweden, it's it's been kind of a movement. Kind of how well, how do you th think mm -hmm. that happened? Okay, maybe I think that there's. There's several answers. There are some cool answers, and there then there are some boring answers as well. Well, let's uh, hear them all. <laughs> we say sometimes we say it's in the water, or we get the melodic <laughs> rock in the breast milk. You know, the heritage <laughs> of Europe and all that. Uh, but it, but also in Sweden we have a social security system, which I think allows uh, a little bit more creative freedom for people if they want to you know we play we pay a big chunk of our salaries in taxes but we also get a like a social security net back if we get unemployed or looking for a job we can get some uh some 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 money from the government and i think a lot of bands utilize that to kind of uh, uh yeah to they, they use it to start bands and write music and 
and but they they are kind of in in this social uh, social system but the the government help they have a lot of a big budget for culture things as well uh, and maybe that's the thing that allows bands to explore super cool awesome genres like 80s melodic rock uh, even though that that's very 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 unmainstream right now it's not very commercial it's not very mainstream there's no money there's not as much money in it as if you like aim for the radio something super commercial i mean it is commercial 80s melodic rock is commercial but it's commercial rock from another time which makes it kind of underground these days and maybe it's that kind of the the political system in Sweden that allows bands to go for that uh, fantastic genre, but yeah, and they they don't have to do it for the money. That's interesting. I had never thought of it from that perspective before. That and all Swedes are just so good looking. What else are you going to do? You might as well be a model or in a band. <laughs> so, what what that that's the that's the answer that I always hear that it's in the water or the breast milk. That's why all. I, I, actually, I was going to come visit Sweden, but then I saw the movie Midsummer, and now I, I'm terrified. I don't, I don't think I can come. Have you, have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Well, I've seen it's the about Swedish a Swedish. <laughs> it's about well, yeah, it's about a, a, a Midsummer festival in Sweden that's actually uh, a, um, a cult, and they 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 wind up killing everyone. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's made Sweden look absolutely beautiful on film. But then I guess, yeah, you, yeah, there's a risk involved there. But uh, Crash, I want to get to your style of drumming because I got to read you this from Melodic Rock when it comes to reviewing the album. It said about you that Crash drums like an absolute madman who's playing not only more powerful and bombastic than ever, but it's also more technical and truly ear shattering. Have you ever heard such a great compliment? And where do you get kind of your drumming style from? Who are your drumming influences? Wow. Well, uh... Fantastic. Uh, I'm, uh, I feel humble. I know. I wish I would have written that. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could take credit. That's awesome. But sometimes, uh, at the same time, I feel that on this album, since we did, as I talked, it talked about it, sound, it felt like we were kind of a band just doing what we do. And I kind of did what I did. And there was nobody to stop me. So that's why I kind of took took out the turns can you say that is that a swedish expression i don't know if i just directly translated but i uh, i did what i felt like i didn't try to make it over easy as we often do when we record music it's like less is more less is more less is more but i tried to play what felt natural kind of uh, and that i got to play around a lot and maybe that's Maybe that shows. Maybe you can hear that on the album, uh, in the drums. But okay, so to the inspiration, uh, Mike Portnoy, sure, wow, great drummer. And uh, early on, I listened a lot to Pantera, Vinnie Paul, and I tried to play death metal for a while. That was fun, many years ago though. Uh, so I, I played some Slipknot songs, you know, Joey Jordison. But also Lars Ulrich, man, I I love his his way of drumming. If you look at him as a performer and a musician and a member of a band, I think it's great. But if you only look at, at Lars Ulrich of Metallica, if you only analyze 
the way it sounds when he play or the way the drum sounds when he hit him. Uh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't <laughs> do that. I love that. <laughs> I just oh. love the way he can entertain an audience from behind the drums. It's just, it's, I love that. So that's, I get inspired by that. So that's, I always try to do that. Big smile and big movement movements. And I try to, to have a great show there behind the drums. Well, you always do, Don. I, I'm just such a fan of what you guys are doing, and I think Heat too. Like I said, it is a, it is an absolute monster album of the year. I'm shutting the case on that. It's already over. I can't thank you enough for joining us uh, here from Sweden. Here, as we're just all kind of trying to get through this. It's been great being able to catch up with a lot of musicians during this time because a lot of them are home and they're actually excited to talk to us. It's great. Uh, unlike normal. No, I'm just kidding. They're always great. But uh, Don, <laughs> thanks so much, man. We got to get you guys to America. I've turned so many people onto your music, people that don't really have a clue about music that's going on in Europe and uh, anywhere else. And I've been able to turn a lot of people on to heat. You guys are incredible and the album is tremendous. So thanks yeah, so much for joining much. us, man. And let's definitely yeah. stay in touch and we'll... Uh, We'll definitely uh, we'll keep in touch and, and, and do it again, my friend. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, sure. I hope so. I can just mention uh, a thing I did a couple of, of days course. ago. Uh, Kip Winger uh, reached out to me and he wanted me to be in his music video because he just released. It's out now. He released a music video to his song, uh, to the song of the band Winger, uh, Better Days Coming. And he wanted fans and artists and friends to film themselves. Uh, when they sing that song, when they sing the chorus, and he made uh, like a big um, collection, all-star music video of it. It's out now, but man, when <laughs> the thing is that uh, when he asked me about that, it, that's I I can't come. I came to think about that because you said uh, what people are doing in these quarantine times, and that's uh, that's one awesome thing that Kip Winger did, but. Uh, yes, thing was I that saw that. It was tremendous. And I didn't, um, I know our good friend, Eric Martin from Mr. Big, Kip had asked him to do something for, I think, uh, or they were going to do some version of Miles Away, maybe something similar to that down the road. So then I saw that pop up and I didn't even realize you were involved. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, Winger. I'm in there, but there's a great, yeah, do too. Um, especially Winger was one of our big idols when we started the band. Uh, and he's, he's still a legend. But oh my gosh, the thing that's is, amazing. Th there's a fun story. I kind of forgot about the video, and I promised Kip to do it. And uh, I realized, like, in the middle of the night, when the deadline was 6 a.m. in the morning the following day. So, and I had been to a dinner, and I had some drinks, and I was <laughs> tired, and I was drunk, and I, I, I found something, and it, it was... It went real crazy. It was it's a real crazy story. And I actually I shot a video when I tell the whole story. And I, I also show the full vintage that I, uh vintage, uh, sorry, the footage that I sent to Kip Winger, which is hilarious. I just I'm I don't know if I'm a genius or retarded, but <laughs> it was not quite what he asked for. I went oh bananas my God. that night. But yeah, I, I told the full story and I'm going to upload it tomorrow on uh, it's my birthday tomorrow. And... Happy early birthday, Crash. Um, so the, uh, people can go to your your Facebook page, which is Don Crash. And where else can they 
get a hold of you to, to watch. Sure, that. I'm gonna upload it to YouTube, Don Crash, but I'll put it post it on on Facebook too. Awesome. I just think that that's a nice way to celebrate my birthday since I can't have any big parties. I'd yeah. love to share some a good story, maybe some smiles out there to the world. Well, happy early birthday, my friend. Uh, you're, you're you're one of just tremendous drummer, tremendous uh, band is in heat, and we can't thank you enough. So yes, definitely check that out. I'm just uh, on on Kip Winger's page right now, and I, I have the video pulled up. So that's awesome. Um, you guys are the best. We'll definitely stay in touch. And a happy early birthday. Have a great one, as good as it can be, my friend. <laughs> thank you very much. You bet, you Don. Too. We'll Take keep care. in touch. Wash you your bet. hands. Yeah, I'm on it. Tremendous to catch up with Don Crash all the way from Sweden, just celebrating a birthday. And he talked about the momentum for the band is kind of thwarted here. Of course, it is for so many bands with COVID-19. I'm tired of saying the word. I'm tired of it. And we just have to get through it. United, we rock. There is no better way to do it. So in the meantime, absolutely, unequivocally, if you never listen to anything else, I say, go get the album Heat 2. Go to Spotify, go to iTunes, get Heat 2. If you're a fan of 80s hard rock, if you're a fan of hard rock in general, if you love melodic sounding guitars, a singer that soars over everything, crashing drums, band is for you. I highly recommend the songs Adrenaline, Rise, Living on the Run. This new album is tremendous. Heaven Must Have Won an Angel. Great ballad from the new album Heat 2. Go check it out. It is tremendous. Let's go ahead and seamlessly transition this week to our second interview, which is Brandon Cook from the band The Loyal Order, the new single Ready for Dead, getting a lot of play on uh, the hard rock charts. And they have recently signed with the EMP label group. That is David Ellison from Megadeth's label. Let's go ahead and go to that interview. Hey, Brandon, my friend. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. So sorry about the confusion. Um, I had I had you guys down for tomorrow, but then um, we uh, I just realized with the publicist, with Jody, we hadn't decided if it would be um, you or Jeff yet, so I guess it's going to be you, so lucky us. Hey, it's all good, right? That's right. <laughs> I'm very excited to chat with you, man. This is going to be great. Well, thanks so much for doing it. Um, I guess the question, I, and I hate that this always winds up being my leadoff uh, lately with all my interviews, but it, it's it's kind of, you know, it's it's hard to move past it. It's just kind of, you know, what's what's been up? What, what, what have you been up to? How have you been staying busy and stuff like that, my friend? Well, um, the first thing I've been doing is um, I've been actually <clears throat> I, I was lucky I still had an Uber account active when everything went down. So I started immediately driving Uber Eats and doing deliveries for people, um, you know, because I needed to make sure I had money. I got about right in the first week I had 2000 worth of, of uh, <laughs> gigs canceled right away. So it was oh. like, oh, wow. That's two thousand dollars that was right near my hands. So I, I got in the car and I drove. Uh, I think it was thirteen hundred dollars in Uber the first week, and then about a uh, thousand every week since. So um, it's it's been like I've been kicking some serious butt, and you know I've been playing guitar and teaching lessons and doing online stuff uh, as well. And in fact, when Jeff and I did our our interview with Dave Ellison and Tom Hazart a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was, uh, I asked if they needed teachers for, for David's, uh, youth music foundation and they asked me to get involved. So it was really exciting for me to get to teach lessons sort of under their, under their, uh, umbrella of, of teaching. So I'm going to be teaching some guitar lessons in the coming weeks doing that too. I teach on, I teach on my own also, but, um, you know, 
just really excited about this new thing. <laughs> well, certainly, uh, and we um, we had David on just a, just a couple weeks ago to talk about the the Schools Out initiative, which is tremendous. And uh, thanks for being a right. part of that. Uh, you're also you're a part of uh, the EMP label group as well. So obviously, that's, that's uh, David Ellison's um, label. So kind of take us through that. How did how did you get involved with uh, with EMP? They've done uh, it's been so great because their label it, it, for for new and up and coming artists for for veteran acts uh, they really kind of cover it all. So talk about kind of how you became involved with them. Well, um, Tom, Tom and Dave, uh, have been you know, sort of public about, you know, they're working with young artists for a while now. We met Tom at, a um, at the dystopia Megadeth, uh, release party. I mean, it was super cool to us and shook hands and did the whole, you know, political meeting kind of thing. And, uh, a couple of, let's see, maybe a year later, he put out, uh, sort of an advertisement, that they were going to start reviewing people's records just to sort of give people like free A&R advice for what they should do with their bands. So Jeff and I saw that and decided we were going to get involved. And we, we had a, a different strategy because Jeff has his own label called Buner Media. So he's already funding the album. We're moving forward with, with the record. And Tom and Dave, after, as we started getting you know, bigger and closer to the release of our album. I think they, they wanted to get involved and we started a marketing plan with them. And, you know, that's what led us to doing these interviews. So we've been, you know, slowly working on, we did a, uh, a video release last March 1st. And since then, you know, Tom helped us get 200,000 views on our, on our first video for ready for dead. And that was really sort of a, Hey, this guy can really help us take this this music to market and get us real attention and stuff like that. We really believe in Tom and and he's just an he's a he's a genius. <laughs> we watched him work people at the at the Nam show and he's just so so connected with people and he really just knows how to like get work done. He, if he says he's going to do something, he does it. And we're just so grateful for his work and David Ellison's been very kind to us and give us some extra time you know because of our relationship with tom and uh we we're just really grateful to to get to work with those guys they're they're amazing people tom is amazing a, a renaissance man of sorts from producing horror films and uh he's part of the emp label group he kind of does it all and it's tremendous that uh, he's working with you guys uh the single of course um ready for dead you were talking about uh just absolutely tremendous uh huge fan of the song huge fan of the video talk to us about this song oh, ki- kind of what um you know what what the process was uh as far as g- getting this song out there and then you, t- you talked about uh the the video getting uh, a lot of play uh thanks to the the connections there just talk to us about the song ready for dead it's tremendous and kind of what uh, the writing process was with that song the the writing process was our producer rob you know we were we were trying to finish up our album and our producer rob daker had this great song and you know jeff really liked it and he wanted to do it and so we discussed how we were going to make you know make that song sound like a loyal order song that was the big part because it was it was a written song so we were i was kind of thinking hmm how are we going to make this sound like our band and so i started working on a guitar arrangement and rob and jeff really liked what we were doing you know jeff is always really integral about how you know with me writing guitar parts and i'm kind of integral with how his direction and lyrics goes and you know we write independently and together really well so it's it and when we work with Rob, he's always Rob Dacre, our producer. We have a really good 
dynamic of how to get things moving forward with a project. So we did a demo of the song and it sounded really good. So we went forward with a, a um, we went forward with a studio drummer on this particular song because, you know, we didn't have our, our lineup fully nailed down at the time yet. So uh, this guy named Joe Mangus, who plays with, um, oh man, I can't remember the name of his band, <laughs> but uh, he plays with a really great band. Um, I'm going to look up, look up their band while I'm talking, but um, uh, he is just a slaying drummer and he uh, laid down a great track. And then um, Jeff worked on the bass part. I went in and put my guitar parts down and then the vocals really brought the song to shape, you know, because Rob Dacre, our, the original songwriter, doesn't sing like Jeff at all. So, and there are different ranges and everything. So, we we dropped the key a half step, and and so that it sounded heavier. And Jeff's vocals are really harsh. You know, they like have a really great rasp and just an amazing character. So that sounded really good and inspired me a lot. So I pulled out my whammy pedal and I said, I'm going to use this for the guitar solo. And everybody was really excited about the guitar solo and. So the, the whole thing came together rather quickly, you know, from, you know, we, we had maybe a month and before the video was recorded, we had done the whole thing for maybe two months and it just, we sat on the video for a while because we wanted to make sure Tom could do, you know, do for us what he needed to do. So we took about a year to really plan the marketing part of things and I think that's one of the things we really have to do with like each one of our songs you know we wanted to make sure that if we're going to put out a song it has it has legs you know so the melody itself has to be really strong and stand on its own the arrangement has to be really great we're trying to take a little bit more of an old school approach you know like so that each song has its own individuality yeah we don't we don't want it to sound like you know like the album is homogenous you know like if you listen to an old Judas Priest record, like, like screaming for vengeance, there's, they sound like Judas Priest all the time, but they have a really different sound on each one of their tunes, different grooves, different drum beats, you know, different bass lines, different guitar approaches, really neat tones that, that they do. And, you know, we try to take a little bit more of that approach when we write a tune. So when we came to ready for dead, we did exactly the same thing. And they just, I think the song, came together better than we all even expected so well um, yeah absolutely and, and certainly not to to kiss your ass too much but i'm telling you the guitar the the riff is so memorable and i love that that's that's what always grabs me uh every time you know when, when you're delving into new music especially in the hard rock genre where, where we all live that's what that's what grabs me and i, and I think it's tremendous um so oh, thank you, you man i appreciate oh that. absolutely so we'll take us through this because the loyal order you know as i understand it was first kind of hatched as a, as a studio project. Uh, you guys are out of Portland and then it kind of culminates in you guys playing a show with puddle of mud was kind of your debut show. Take us through that kind of situation and kind of how that all came to be. So from the beginning, I can give you like a, a brief history of like the whole band. Absolutely. Like the, the way we, the way we started was we were playing with, um, by the way, just, before I go on, the drummer that I was telling you about, Joe Mangus, he's the drummer of the Eagle, of the Eels, you know, like the famous band, the Eels. So, uh, anyway, like the Eagles, yes, okay, yeah, that makes <laughs> that makes Not sense the now. They're, they're... Not the band that Jeff Lebowski hates. The <laughs> Wait, Eels. I never understood that. I was such a Lebowski fan until he denounced the Eagles, and now I'm on the fence. But yes, awesome, the Eels. <laughs> yes, 
Well, yeah. I will definitely, definitely have to pump them up too. So yes. Cool. So, uh, so we started off that we were playing with Delana, me, Jeff and I were, we had, we had played with Tommy Thayer's brother, John Thayer in Portland, Oregon. And we had become really good friends because I did a couple of shows with him and another group. And I played some Vivian Campbell solo that he was just like, Oh my God, you played that solo, right? No one plays that solo. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> and a couple weeks later, maybe a year later, he called me and he's like, Delana, Delana Robichaud is looking for a band. She goes by Delana Smith now, but at the time she had just kind of finished her touring cycle with the Rockstar singing, tele, uh, sorry, uh, the Rockstar Supernova thing. And, you know, she was work. she had just finished working with LA Guns. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. She, she was looking for a band, you know, and uh, Jeff called her. He, he had her number from previous NAMs and he was like, you need a band, don't you? And she's like, maybe me something so we sent her a demo and from that he and i realized very quickly that we could work together very well we had the same eyesight for like not only talent but also like like skill level what we were aiming at like the very high la level international level type of playing and you know not that we were there yet but we knew what we wanted and in this in that little tour cycle that we did for that summer we got a call from a, a TV show producer that he wanted a, a, a title track for his for his TV show called Off the Grid, and we, Jeff and I, started writing and we set we sat down and we created in about an hour three stems for 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 one of these things, and then we sent we went in recorded it got it done in about three hours, and then sent it to the guy and he's like. Hmm, that's all really good, but it's not quite what I'm looking for. So he came over to my house and we wrote about an hour of talking. I had a riff in my brain and we sat down to finish the song a couple months later. And we went to, after we got, after we finished the tune and recorded it, we went to the local rock and roll club here called Dante's Bar and Grill. And we played it for a bunch of people. And we noticed the reaction was nothing like we'd ever seen before. We like we listen. To, we're buddies with all the, the original bands in town, and we love their music and everything. But we never seen anybody react to our stuff the way we saw that night. It was like we kind of looked at each other like, "Is this real? I mean, are we seeing this reaction?" You know, and this is 2012 when that happened, and we kind of tried to figure out how we were going to bring this thing to fruition you know, through, you know, the Portland scene, because Portland scene is different than the LA scene. Like the, like, not to say that anything's, you know, bad here. It's just really good there, you know? And we were like, okay, how do we, how do we find players that, that can do that, what we want? And then also they can, we can work together and be in a band. And uh, little by little, we went through some different people that we were working with and they're all great. Just not quite what we were looking for. And, we got together with Rob Dacre in 2015. That's really where it started to solidify. It was the first, you know, we, we uh, had a drummer named Andrew Green working with us along the way. He's just sick drummer, just amazing drummer. I played with him in a Guns N' Roses tribute band. And we've, we came across Joe because he just had a little bit more of what we were looking for with the band. And uh, so in 2015, we recorded a song called The River with Rob Dacre. And again, we just had like this reaction of like, this is better, right? You know, this is more more in tune with what we're trying to do, and it, it really was. It just had Rob had a, a sense of arrangement and melody 
and working with us and getting the best out of us in a different way than other producers that we work with. And so moving forward from that song, you know, we started writing and, you know, trying to get things really moving in the right direction. We re-recorded some songs that we did with a producer named Kevin Hahn. They were really great. It just was like, it was more of a, you know, we were treating it more of a demo at the time. And then we kind of, you know, Rob's studio just had higher ceilings and some other more, you know, just different production styles. So we took those other songs and we wanted to make a match this song. So we recorded drums, we recorded guitars, we took those old songs into like a much more modern sound. And I think that's really what we're trying to go for, like modern. Yeah. We have cla- classic, amazing, you know, something that instantly sounds like classic music, but also in a modern production style like I think if I was able to compare Rob's production style to modern rock, it would be like 30 Seconds to Mars, like Coheed and Cambria, uh, Mars Volta, that kind of stuff, like 2000s and and since, you know, modern, modern production. And not like modern bands that are trying to sound like 80s thrash or something like that. It's more like fully modern. And uh, so I think Jeff and I really like having that kind of production on our tunes. And everything that we do that's like really extremely heavy or really light and beautiful it's just it always comes through <laughs> it, and so moving forward you know we we worked with a couple of different drummers mainly andrew green and joe mangus um and then we came across um a drummer named kyle baltus um and he told us directly that he wanted to be in the band and it was like oh he actually wants to be in the band oh well, that's interesting. You know, like we're not really done this yet, but I think we want to have a drummer that wants to be in the band. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, you know, before that I didn't really, I wasn't, you know, as much as they were awesome drummers and good friends, I didn't really hear them saying, I'm passionately interested in being in your band. And I went, okay, this guy's really passionately interested in being in my band. So me and Jeff talked about it and we were kind of putting the lineup together for the first show. The first show was, um, coming up you know and we planned it a few months out to make sure that we had the right you know the right lineup and i really had a strong feeling about using patrick young from black and blue in our band because i'm in black and blue with with patrick young but they're a classic 80s metal band i'm not mm-hmm. sure if you know them but we used to have tommy tommy thayer in our band and yeah and jamie st james man great guy right. yeah, yeah hell yeah jamie st james you know, very dear friend of mine. I just love that guy so much. Absolutely. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So much amazing experience working with those dudes. And, you know, we knew that Patrick had that level of what we wanted to play in this band, you know, like, and Kyle's in 36 Crazy Fists. And he's also in Light the Torch with Howard Jones. And uh, we were just totally blown away that he wanted to play it in our band. We're like, dude, you really want to play with us? And he's like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Okay. So, killer rhythm section. You know, Kyle and, and Patrick just lock up like unbelievable. You know, I'm I'm a super music nerd, so I pay attention to all that stuff. That's like my main focus in this group is to make sure that all the music is like amazing. You know, and of course Rob does that too, and Jeff does that too. But like that's my main focus. So um, those guys locked up, and then a guy had been playing with, or I, I first started teaching him guitar when he was 15. Now he's in his 30s. So he went off and after I taught him lessons for about a year, he went off and did bands in college and we stayed in touch. And as soon as he got done with his with his bachelor's degree in college, 
we did a um, we did a a couple of really amazing concerts. One was a, a music that I had written called State of Balance, and that, that music's still around, but not doing anything right now. And he and I always just had like a a really great chemistry working together because he knew what I wanted, and I definitely had what he wanted. So he he was like, "Let's play together more." And I'm like. I think so. <laughs> so <laughs> there's kind of an age chasm between us, but it's just like the chemistry of like how our personalities work. It's like if he writes something, I'm I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. Can you do this with it? And if I write something, he does the same. So guitar chemistry is really hard to find. Like I've I've worked with a lot of guitar players over the years, but like being able to being able to create and then ask somebody to do something that's out of their comfort zone, of them getting upset with you, is definitely probably one of the hardest things to find in a music a musician yeah and i'm, co- I'm constantly pushing boundaries like that like <laughs> can you do this would you would you be willing to try that and I've seen, he, he's always like hell yeah dude let's try it and okay i'm i'm excited now so every time i get to play with justin it's just an absolute pleasure you know when we work together and he you know he's outgrown the whole teacher student thing and he's like hey brandon does that riff really go like that and i'm like yeah, I mean no. <laughs> and, you know, he he schools me a lot too. So it's like we we've developed a, a really cool professional respect for each other as well. So um that is where we yeah. come to the to the to the name of the band that we've opened for again. <laughs> Puddle of Mud and Wes Scantlin from Kansas City, Missouri right here. He went to a neighboring high school from me. My, you oh, wow. know, P- P- Puddle of Mud, it's one of those bands you know that they've 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 been in the news for some uh, kind of some negative reasons over the years, but uh, Westgate led from my hometown here in Kansas City and uh, went to a neighboring high school. So you wind up uh, playing with them in Portland, sold out show, and hopefully right. it, it went well. Um, <laughs> at least for you guys, anyway, it sounded like at least the show happened and it went well. So that's a good start. Oh yeah, it went great. I mean, like the first of all, like Wes was great. He was on time. He sounded great. The band was unbelievable. I, I we actually knew one of the guitar players. We had met him at Nam, like you know, earlier that year, and we were like, "Dude, you, you're the guy from Nam." <laughs> and uh, he's a good friend of ours, or his buddy is a good friend of ours. And so we hung with him after the show, and they were all super nice. But our show went better than we could have ever expected. You know, Jeff and I have been working on this thing for so long. And to have those guys just play our play our music the way we originally intended it, and even take it to the next level from from the recorded performances, I think like having guys in the band where you get to rehearse is so much different than being in the studio. I mean, our record sounds amazing. I'm, I'm and then when they started playing, playing our songs better than the record, it was like oh my God, we have to do this more. <laughs> so the the recordings and the, I mean, it, it, as a guitar player, it was incredibly inspiring to me to come to rehearsal and everybody's like perfectly dialed in. You know, their tones are great. Their drums sound great. You know, the, um, the background vocals are all in one piece. You know, they're all happening and it's just so exciting. And the, the, I can't wait for the next show. Um, unfortunately we have a little bit of wait for that, but, um, we did a, uh, we did a recording just a couple of weeks ago, uh, a social distancing recording, um, where we played in individually and it essentially like live individually, uh, uh for the internet. 
So that was really cool. Yeah, the, the show you're talking about, I, I know I see you guys have one scheduled with Freaking Loudness, uh, who I love. It's in November, at least as it's scheduled right now. Is that uh, the show you're making reference to? Oh, no. Uh, this was uh, the, the show that we put that on. That that It was a live acoustic recording that we right. did. Uh, uh, we put that on um, Oh Say Can You Scream. It was the Tom Hazard, David Ellison simulcast that they did. Yes, they, yeah. They they it was it was actually an acoustic version of Ready for Dead. So yeah, it was tremendous. So, but the the uh, as of now, the next show that you have on the on the books is the the Loudness show in uh, in Portland. Oh yes, sorry about that. Yes, yeah. It's, uh, it's it's there and like it's it's a little bit daunting for me because I have to go and like play before Akira Takasaki, one of the greatest guitar players literally on the planet. Oh <laughs> my god, I know. I love that rock and roll crazy nights, man. I love them. Then it's like it sucks because like. Loudness, um, they're 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 like constantly trying to tour the U.S. and always experiencing visa problems, and it's just like I hope that, that you know that everything goes well because they're one of those bands, man. Yeah, Akira is, is tremendous, great band. I uh, definitely hope so. So, what in the meantime? You said you you guys missed some shows. Like how 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 many shows that were on the books did you guys actually have to to cancel so far? Um, for um for the Loyal Order. We only we were trying to get our CD release party set up for May and June, um, and that's that's not going to happen um, at this time. We're trying to fig- we're probably going to try to figure out some sort of simulcast situation to do. Um, um, we had to cancel a festival that we were doing called Guitars Under the Stars because the the festival got canceled, and I had uh, a teaching situation there where I was going to be teaching a music camp the whole weekend and then performing at night. Uh, with with the loyal order and that's canceled and um in my own my own life my other not not loyal order life i've had to cancel i think basically the entire summer is canceled so right probably 10 or 15 shows yeah uh which it just impacts it impacts so many people different ways but every single person we talk to has the, the same thing and it's it sucks because like um i was on my way uh, back in March, I was on my way to a Kiss concert in in Tulsa when kind of this all happened. That show got canceled, and it was just like a domino effect from there. And I'm just like, this is what wow. I do. I cover a concert. I cover <laughs> yeah, entertainment and sports. That's what we do here. I cover uh, college football, the NFL, and music and concerts. And that all went away. So it's like you're just sitting here, like, oh my god. And the, thank God that there's new music from bands like you guys. That uh, I think people oh, are man. more they're more receptive. Maybe to, yeah. to, to to trying new music and and so that's good timing on that end is that people are just maybe willing to to give it a try because you're you're sitting home looking for something and hopefully they find uh, hopefully they find you guys and uh, your single ready for dead because it is tremendous so hopefully some good oh, comes of it. So Say that again. So I just hopefully some 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 good comes out of that whether you're you know some shows that can't be played or whatever but hopefully more people are able to find uh, find the song find the single at the very least you know and some good comes of it. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of a lot of pushing on this thing, so uh, I think I mean at least two hundred thousand people have heard it uh, online. So hopefully, I, I mean, I know that people don't typically buy music anymore; uh, they mostly use it from streaming services and stuff like that. But we'd sure appreciate it if people bought the single because, you know, it's a it's a, we're starting this thing from the ground. We're scra- we're from scratch, and we're paying self self financed for the most part. So you know, when you hear it. Just remember, this isn't just, you know, record record company like forcing us to do stuff. We've made these choices ourselves, and you know, 
we're taking this to market ourselves. Yeah, you can definitely grab it on iTunes. Go to the, yeah, it's on the website, theloyalorder.com. You can get the single yeah. and you can check out the video as well. So, Brandon, I tell you, it's, it's such a pleasure and I just wish you guys nothing but the best. You guys are, you know, what music, what rock's all about and the, the loyalty and the brotherhood that comes with this genre of music. And that's, we talk about all having to stick together. That is right now indeed, and especially with bands like you guys. So we appreciate what you're doing and we just hope you keep doing it, man. We, we really appreciate it. We appreciate you too, man. Thank you so much, Clint, for having me on the show. And, and like, this is this is an absolute pleasure for me and an honor. Oh, so. oh, same for me, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll definitely have to catch up soon. Once things get back to normal, we'll get your guys' asses to Kansas City and we'll do this thing right, my friend. I am in for that. <laughs> I want to play Kansas City. Hell yeah, we'll make it happen, brother. Thank you so much. Cool, thank you. Have a good one. You too. Thanks to Brandon Cook. Big thanks, of course, to Don Crash from Heat. We are keeping things rolling here on the Music Media Podcast. As you can see, we are not missing a beat. The interviews are stockpiling. I am backlogged with interviews. We've got some in the can already. Some big ones coming up with German guitar wizard Axel Rudy Pell with our good friend, the metal cowboy, Ron Keel, going to be joining us in the coming weeks. We have so much coming up. It is a really exciting time to be doing interviews. You know, I would rather artists be able to be out there touring and making money, but... In the meanwhile, while they're at home and entertaining us from home and making videos and releasing music, this is a perfect time to get some tremendous interviews for the podcast, and we can't thank our guests enough. Guys, we hope you enjoy what we do. Please hit us up on our website, which is ignitroentertainment.com. That's where you can get all of our interviews, past and present. Uh, also, musicmaniapodcast.com will get you there as well. Always hope that you'll follow us on our social medias, Facebook um, and Twitter and certainly Instagram. And as always, we hope you'll press that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Any way you choose to take in the podcast, we always appreciate your star rating, leaving a review. It helps us. It helps in everything we do with regards to booking more guests and making this podcast even bigger. We want to continue to do that as we springboard into the spring and summer months. Hope that at least wherever you are, you're able to at least get outside, enjoy some time with your friends and family, only 10 of you at a time, of course. But you know what? That time is nearing. We're going to start opening up this country, I do believe, and at least able to get into some uh, some kind of you know crowds, able to get at least to the beach, go out, do something, sip a cold beverage, get outside with your friends, whatever it may be, and maybe one of these days, yes, you heard it right here first, maybe one of these days a concert will even be coming to a city near you. 